North-South Connection. Welcome back to the Temple, and welcome back to Linking Up Luchas. I'm your host, Logan Croslin, and tonight we will continue to look at the characters, matches, and drama that Lucha Underground has to offer. Let me now bring in my co-host for the night, Jennifer Smith. How you doing? Uh, I'm fantastic, Logan. Thanks for having me again. I'm so excited uh, to visit the Temple with you and Jacob. I had to bring in the A-team for these uh, great matches that we had. Hell yeah. So, uh, glad to have you back. Um, Jake is also with us. How are you doing tonight, Jake? Jenny always gets introduced first. Always picking favorites, Logan. Mm-hmm. Like a bullshit. Yeah, I'm The bipolarity of, of, of your choices is very clear. <laughs> to quote the great match striker. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I will really immense vocabulary. That one. I didn't even understand half of that you just said. <laughs> mm. Not on the level of match striker. Come on, some of your vocabulary. You don't have a master's degree. It's fine. Yeah, right. I, I am. I am master's degreeless. So I, I am mm-hmm. just, uh, just an absolute idiot uh, sitting over here. So, uh, <laughs> but tonight we will be discussing the Lucha Underground episodes from June seventeenth and June twenty fourth, twenty fifteen. Uh, before we get into our episodes tonight, um, Jake, I'll stick with you. Um, if you listen to the pod or if you watched along with what we talked about last time, but uh, what did you think of what we talked about last time? Clearly some mediocre episodes for the other squad. Uh, <laughs> did get a, a, you got a good good defense for the team dysfunction. The medallions, uh, the medallions seem to be a big deal. We'll get back into the medallions on these, but uh that's you know become an ongoing deal. Uh, the Pentagon Sexy Star match I thought was pretty good, not amazing or anything, but pretty solid by both of them. Um, there was a, a thrilling Pimpinella match thrown in there, um, but yeah, not the most uh, not the most exciting uh, two episodes you're going to get. Not to say that we're going to get the greatest either, just to make that clear. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the return of Drago, that also happened on the last one. Of course, last yes, Drago, mm-hmm. our lovely Drago, who we'll see again on these. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny, what did you think? Um, I did not watch those episodes, uh, but Sean had some points of view um, that he expressed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind All of, right. Yep. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the, I thought the submission match between Pentagon and uh, Sexy Star was pretty good. Like Jake said, uh, a defense, a, a good defense of the trio's titles about team dysfunction. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that second episode existed for sure. Um, but good to see Drago back. Uh, good to see him get a big win. So. Um, that'll play into our episodes tonight, of course. Um, but we'll start with, uh, episode number 32, which is all night long. Um, talking about the match that we will have tonight, uh, the all night long match between Prince Puma and Johnny Mundo. Uh, but before we get to the match, we open with some highlights of Alberto El Patron and Johnny Mundo's rivalry to this point and everything that kind of happened between them, um, as well as Dario and Mundo's conversation, uh, that they had about tonight's match, kind of kind of an Iron Man match, but they call it an all, all night long match, all episode long. Um, Mexican Dubweiser welcomes us in. Uh, that is our musical <laughs> act tonight. Uh, loved I'm that. Sorry, name. what? Uh, Sean, Sean doesn't drink Dubweiser. He refuses <laughs> to drink Dubweiser. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is the name of our band for tonight. Um, they aren't they aren't long lived. Uh, they do not make it to the next episode. So Dump wiser um, light only. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, Van then hypes us up uh, and even calls Striker his sexy partner. So uh, mm. Van feeling uh, very loving tonight. But uh, and then Striker, of course, gives us come some hype for our big match tonight. And uh, as I said, an all-night-long match between Johnny Mundo and Prince Puma for the Lucha Underground Championship. Uh, Roughly, I think it's roughly like 35, 40-minute Ironman match. So we will get right into it. Um, There's a big stare down to start things. Uh, Lots of reversals early during the kind of opening feeling out period. Uh, First real real move of the match is a big double-leg takedown by Mundo. Really picks him up and kind of slams him down. Uh, Puma then follows that with a takedown and a heel hook. 
Mundo escapes with a bicycle kick. More continued grappling, exchanging of strikes, uh, and using each other's athleticism to kind of evade each other's attacks. Um, first big move of the match is uh, Johnny going for a dive to the outside and actually landing on his feet, but uh, Puma is uh, Puma's able to move, and then Puma actually does a corkscrew dive of his own. Uh, back from our first commercial, uh, and the two are kind of trading roll-ups unsuccessfully. Uh, Puma is then able to evade a clothesline and do a wheelbarrow victory roll driver uh, for our first fall, so Puma goes up 1-0. Uh, Johnny, realizing he's behind, gets a bit more aggressive, wearing him down with some ground and pound and some submissions. Uh, Puma, uh, Puma's drop kick is one of the best in the business. He hits one uh, right after that, and uh, it was really crisp looking, uh, and follows it up with a beautiful standing moonsault. Uh, Munda then catches Puma off guard with a spring uh, on a springboard with a gross drop kick. Johnny then wears down the arm, and uh, Vamp actually makes a rare good point, and that uh, injuring a specific body part this early in the match could be to Johnny's advantage later in the match. I like that point by a vamp. Um, Puma then misses a cross body. And uh, Johnny goes for the end of the world. Uh, and despite Puma actually pulling him down, Johnny actually falls down and into a cover and uses the ropes uh, to cheat and even the odds at one to one. Uh, Mundo then controls the opening minutes of the next fall, leading to both men uh, being on the top rope where they exchange strikes before Puma Hurricane Rana's him off the apron to the floor. Puma then pulls uh, out some plunder, including a box. He hits a uh, cradle shock type move through the box on the floor. Uh, Mundo then grabs a crowbar and cracks him a couple of times, including once to the head, uh, which allows him to go up two to one once he gets him back in the ring. Then he immediately picks up, uh, picks him up, hits Moonlight Drive, goes up three to one, and then hits another series of moves followed by the end of the world to take the four to one lead. So he's got a commanding lead, and I'm going to stop right here before we get to the second half of the match. But uh, Jenny, what did you think of the first uh, half of this match where Johnny kind of takes over uh, towards the end? Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. I, I like their uh, handshake at the beginning of the match, and Puma actually speaks. To Johnny apparently in the ring which I don't think we've seen him do many times at all so I was interested in, in that uh, kind of emotional beat of the match and they start out in, in a typical Iron Man-ish fashion with um, some, some feeling out, um, some easy type pinfalls some sort of predictable type moves before they start really going hard uh definitely the beginning parts of this match and you feel the distance you feel this is a battle and that it's going to be very quickly becoming something more lucha based and um i, I will admit to being surprised at mundo being up for one at this point in the match I did like yeah. the crowbar spot quite a bit, though. Yeah, I, I like. I feel like that's not something that happens in a lot of Iron Man matches where somebody uses like a weapon of some sort and it really, mm -hmm. really gets him an advantage. And like, uh, you know, he he gets multiple falls out of out, out of one kind of big thing that he he did. Uh, I, I kind of like that. Um, but Jake, what do you think of the first half of this match? Yeah, I think it's set up well. I like the crowbar thing too. It was a good way. It's always a nice twist to throw that in an Iron Man match. It's it's a hard uh, an Iron Man match. It's hard. Uh, I, this is always a tough match because it, it can be like so feast or famine. Because if it starts sucking, you know you're gonna it's gonna suck for a while because yeah. you have so much time. But I think this is a good like start like they have a hook like they at least have somewhere they're going with this and mm -hmm. it's like okay johnny has the lead is puma going to be able to make this tremendous comeback like how's johnny going to work the rest of the match is he going to like you know play defense because they've kind of are pushing the healer stuff with him using the weapon and all i like the beginning like i think these are two guys that do the whole like trading kind of like dies and like they do a lot of the, like kick dodge sort of stuff Mm -hmm. And thought it looked pretty good. Like very, I know a lot of people shit on that because they say it looks too choreographed, but I didn't think it did. And it's kind of cool. It reminds me of like a, a kung fu movie or something. So I was kind of into that at the beginning. And then Johnny pulling out the heel stuff was was good. 
And yeah, I, I kind of like the stacking the pinfalls. I thought that was an interesting thing because it's always a weird thing in this sort of match. Like, is there a, a you know, do you get like a 10 second break or something? And I guess he just noticed that if they're going to count it, I'm going to take advantage and get two falls. So I thought he looked smart on that. But yeah, I did not mind the setup to this. Like the four to one, can Puma as our underdog champion uh, beat the odds? And the only other thing I had is uh, we had a stupid striker line here where at one point, um, after uh, Puma gets hit with the crowbar, he says, Marty Elias has a civic duty to check on him, which makes absolutely no sense because he's not a police officer or oh a paramedic. He's a fucking referee. It's not a civic duty. But anyway. He's a referee in the temple. It means more, Jake. It means more. A civic, Marty Elias has a civic duty. Oh, hmm. my goodness. Striker. We'll, we'll forever suck. Um <laughs> But we'll we'll dive into the second half of the match. Uh, Mundo kind of gets overconfident being up 4-1, starts kind of cursing at the ref. Uh, Puma gets a couple of boots up in the corner before hitting a devastating uh, Tornado DDT. After a brief uh, back and forth, Mundo hits him with a sick neckbreaker on the hardest part of the ring. Uh, back from another commercial, he has a ladder. He then rams it into Puma's already injured head. Uh, Johnny then sets up multiple tables, uh, sets Puma on it, and starts to climb into the crowd, uh, but Puma is able to cut him off. They then battle through the crowd where uh, Puma actually suplexes him on the stairway. thought that was pretty sick, a pretty sick spot. Um, Puma then climbs uh, down and grabs another couple of tables, so he has. I think they have four uh, stacked up together now. Uh, tries to suplex him from the crowd uh, onto them, but Mundo is able to kick kick him away. Um, Mundo then uses his uh, Spidey-like skills, according to Stryker, uh, to get up to where the band is, uh, grabs the mic and starts doing some trash talking and fires up the band and gets him to start playing some music. Uh, Puma then climbs up after him and uh, cracks him over the head with a two-by-four and then smashes a guitar over his head. Uh, he then tackles Mundo off of the ledge, and they go through all four of the tables. Um, Puma yeah. then does his damnedest to uh, drag him back to the ring, finally gets him back in, and pulls closer with a pinfall, making it four to two. Both guys are then throwing bombs back and forth. Uh, Puma then hits a Trouble in Paradise kick, a GTS-type uh, move with a kick instead of the knee, and then a curtain call driver. Uh, and that gets him to the score of a four to three with another pinfall. Uh, Mundo then realizes he's lost all momentum and just tries to run away to preserve the lead. Runs all over the temple. Uh, Mundo try or uh, yeah, Mundo tries to catch uh, Puma coming in, uh, but Puma gets a kick and goes for the Phoenix Splash, only for Mundo to move. Mundo then goes uh, up the steps to escape, only for Alberto El Patron to return and just absolutely whip Johnny's ass all around the temple. Uh, back in, Puma hits a springboard 450, which ties the match at four. Alberto then grabs a mic and cuts a promo and says he's coming for Mundo no matter what and will come after Puma if he's still champ after this match. Once they kind of start back, it's just constant pinfall attempts back and forth. Uh, Johnny hits an awesome standing Spanish fly. I really thought yeah. that was cool. Um, and then Mundo goes, to, goes for a top rope Hurricane Rana. Puma kind of slips out of it. Uh, Mundo and Mundo completely wipes out. Uh, Puma then uh, follows that with a shotgun drop kick and then an absolutely brutal 630 that has a really sick thud. And that allows him to go up five to four with three seconds left right as time expires. So, um, Jake, uh, what did you think of the second half of the match and uh, kind of how uh, Puma was able to come back there? So, like, the, the table spot was sick, but it took – I feel like this is where the match kind of lost its momentum, was, like, mm -hmm. setting up the tables. There was, like, so much dead time. And it, it, they didn't really play it up as Mundo, like, trying to kill time. They do that a little bit later once he's on his heels a bit. But this was just, like, so slow, him setting up the table. And, like, <laughs> like I think Vampiro says that the – whatever, him leaning on the ladder or whatever, or jumping up on the ladder, the most impressive thing we've seen in the temple, which I feel like is very insulting to uh, <laughs> Ed Helico, who, like, dies off the fucking office every other week. Uh, Risk his life. Was, right, and he's like, ah, Johnny Mundo jumping on this ladder is uh, the most impressive thing we've seen. But um, I liked him singing with the band a little bit. That was kind of a fun heel thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't mind that. But, um, yeah, like the, the table thing, it took so long to set up. They kind of lost the, I thought, the momentum of the match. Um, 
and like i didn't really know what puma strategy was it's like i feel like the the story they were trying to tell kind of fell off here like they were so worried about getting that big table spot in that they kind of lost what was going on in the match and so you have this whole middle portion where it's all about them going to the table then we finally get back to the ring of course puma needs help as always because he can't do shit on his own ever like um you know so he's gotta have someone else come in because it's basically implied that if that doesn't happen i mean he's fucked like he barely wins as it is so if patron doesn't come in and do all this he really probably wouldn't have won this and then the promo in the middle of the match I, that's one of the lucha underground tropes that i'm not a huge fan of is like it like we're whatever in this law like 30 min, minutes into this match we got alberto cutting this promo and everybody just kind of stops and listens to his promo that was weird uh the uh the um when johnny mundo got thrown down the stairs that was kind of a goofy spot too because he clearly didn't have any momentum so he just started rolling himself down the stairs so it's a little <laughs> cheesy but my main issue is like i just didn't buy the like the story they were trying to tell is that like puma's down four to one and he makes this amazing comeback but it's almost like by the time they got to the comeback it didn't feel earned because he just starts you know, like they have the interference with Alberto Patron, and then it's like, okay, I see where it's going. So as cool as his comeback at the end was, I wasn't buying it. So I wasn't like invested in what he was doing because I was like, okay, now they're gonna let him win. But I didn't feel like they had like built me up to that throughout the match. I feel like once it was four to one, like and, and Johnny gets a little defensive here, but they should just roll with that from the beginning. Like have him okay, I'm up four to one. He plays defense and have Puma throughout this whole match just grinding his way back into it. It just didn't feel earned like in the last, whatever, 10 minutes, he just all of a sudden starts busting all this stuff out and just wins it. It just felt a little bit forced to me. And like he had Striker overselling it. Like, it's this amazing, miraculous thing. It's like he got a ton of help from, you know, the guy basically got the shit beat out of him and softened up so he can make his comeback. Like, I just feel like the finish would have hit a lot harder if they would have put Puma over better throughout the second half of this and really built up him making this incredible four to one comeback. It just didn't feel like it. I don't know. It didn't come off like I think they wanted to. So I ended up going three and a quarter on this. I didn't think it was horrible. Like I think for the, you know, it could have easily been much worse. Like I guess I appreciated what the story was that they were trying to tell. I just feel like it was a good setup, but down the stretch, they just did not execute it. And, and I think I've given them a little bit of leeway because I do think that this is a tough sort of match to pull off just because you're so committed to this amount of time and it's so easy to like have things not go perfectly. And then like as a viewer, when things don't go well, I feel like I'm in a greater harsher because I'm like, well, fuck, now I have to watch this for 45 minutes, that sort of thing. <laughs> so I feel like I'm giving them a little bit of leeway on that, but certainly not any kind of classic that I feel like they're trying to portray it as maybe. Mm-hmm. I got you. Uh, Jenny, what do you think? Well, um, I liked it a lot more, I think, than Jake did. Um, now, look, I, maybe it's the ECW lover in me that makes me patient with something like building a house full of tables um, that you're eventually going to put someone through. Like, I don't mind watching that, but I do understand how it can seem like a momentum killer. Um, I like watching it and I'm a weirdo, so that's fine. <laughs> um, so it didn't bother me. And then I, I like the, the musical interlude that we had there. All of a sudden we're, you know, having a little party. It, 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 it took a little breather in the, in the middle of a match that was very physically daunting for both of these guys they're really working hard they really are really working hard i don't think jake hit on on that you know they were really doing the most they weren't they weren't fucking around they weren't being safe i mean the way that he casually goes he wraps his arms around mundo to hit that table spot i don't know it was a very lucha like in very ECW. So I don't know. I was there for it and I liked it. So um, the El Patron run in was like a downer. I'm not going to lie. But again, mm-hmm. I'm very conditioned to this. As an ECW fan, we get a lot of run ins like this. So uh, 
the the mid match promo was sort of annoying. Not gonna lie, that brought me down a little bit. But I, I I bought the ending. I really did. After the table spot, I bought the ending. So I'm rambling, but I thought it was really good, and I went like four stars on it. I got you. Um, yeah, I, I'd go three and a half. We kind of talked about it in our chat that we have for the show. Um, I, it, it was good. I, I would even say really good, but it, it could have been greater. I think uh, I do not have uh, the problem that Jake has with the, with the setting up of the tables. I do have the problem with the, uh, you know, I, I don't mind Alberto, uh, you know, interfering. He obviously needs to get some revenge on Mundo for kind of throwing him through the window, taking him out. I, I don't mind that. That's fine. Um, but the promo, it, like he didn't need to cut that promo. We could do that later. Uh, you know, another week, another time. Uh, just you know, that that didn't need to be done. He could he could do his attack, throw him back in the ring. Um, I do not like that Puma needs help again. It really, kind of shows that he can't do it by himself. Um, as much as he's supposed to be this like uh, conquering babyface hero uh, champion uh, that he just hasn't been throughout our whole show. Uh, so th- those are my two main issues with it. Um, like Jake said, this, this is a really hard stipulation to pull off. Um, I do think that they worked their asses off, uh, did, did a lot of good stuff. Um, but overall I, I enjoyed it, but I, I do think it, in the long run, it could have been, could have been better. Um, than, than it was, but uh, I do think they still worked a really good match. Um, since this was the whole episode, I don't really think we'll score the episode out of 10 because we basically scored the match, so that, that, that'll that mm-hmm. just be the uh, episode rating uh, or whatever just because it was the one match, but um, yeah, I, I, like I said, a really good match, but I definitely think it had space to be a, a little bit greater, and if it hadn't had that kind of interlude in the middle... Um, it, it probably could have hit another hit another gear for me. Um, one thing uh, we didn't talk about that I think it is cool about this match, though, is that we're getting towards the end of season one, and this is mm-hmm. kind of how we started the whole show, which I thought was a cool, like, uh, that's true, some cool mm-hmm. symmetry. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah sure. definitely, very true. Um, but we will move on from that episode to our next episode, which is episode number thirty-three, which is Death versus Drago, uh, kind of alluding to our main event. Uh, that we will have later on in the evening. Um, but we open with highlights of Dario originally introducing the Aztec medallions, uh, Drago's return, and him winning the number one contendership, as well as Katrina kind of uh, assaulting uh, Dario and getting Mill a shot um, uh, for uh, Drago's number one contendership. So that'll be our main event tonight, Mill versus Drago for the uh, number one contendership at Ultima Lucha. So definitely an exciting match to... Uh, to have there, um, Vampiro and Striker then welcomes welcome us in. Uh, Los Rayobex is back. Uh, they have been a previous band that we've had, so they're back. Uh, <laughs> Mexican Dubwiser didn't get a, a, a second second week <laughs> second week to uh, jam with us though, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but they were a w- one week act. Uh, but uh, they we uh, Vamp and Striker then recap Alberto and Mundo's rivalry and announce that that is the first match. Uh, that we officially have for Ultima Lucha. So um, Johnny Mundo and Alberto El Patron will face each other at the big show. Um, we then uh, we then get our first match. It's going to be Sexy Star versus Superfly. Uh, oh, before boy. the mat before the match, we get interview with a Vampiro um, with <laughs> uh, Superfly. Um, he uh. asked uh, about the attack on Sexy Star when she was facing Pentagon Junior. Uh, Superfly says he doesn't need to explain himself. She took something from him, and he wants her to feel the pain that he went through. Uh, says, unfortunately, Vamp jumped in and saved her from getting her arm broken like he did. Uh, Vamp then says uh, she won his mat, won the mask for his mask match fair and square. Fly then said she could have walked away from the match and the temple, and none of this would have happened. Uh, tell our Vamp then tells him again that she beat him fair and square. Uh, Fly then says Dario gave him another opportunity and another match with her tonight, and he doesn't want Vamp getting involved. Uh, he said, she, or he says she he underestimated her last time because she was a woman, uh, and he won't do that this time. And he's going to put her in her place. 
So before we get to the uh, before we get to the match itself, um, Jenny, what did you think of this uh, interview with a vampire with Superfly? Boy, it was super awkward, as all of these interviews are with Vampiro. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Superfly speaks Spanish during this whole fucking <laughs> interview. And Vamp just looks at his clipboard like it's a translator or something. I don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so fucking weird. And, and he's like warning vamp not to interfere in his match and i'm like yes please do not interfere in anything vamp like <laughs> it's not about you sir <laughs> just go away why why is he part of our storyline i hate that oh <laughs> and it, it's gonna get worse from here so anyway i hated this it was bad mm-hmm um uh, and, and uh the badness will not uh go away uh, no. for sure so um <laughs> jake what'd you think his clipboard definitely is like the uh the s thing oh. people used to draw in their binder uh yes. that's all, his, that's all his notes have. <laughs> i know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, that's vampiro's notes yes. but yeah i thought it was a useless interview like oh i don't know what we what we accomplished because he's like uh she should have taken my mask off even though i lost the mask match like what <laughs> he sounds ridiculous <laughs> he is like i mean i guess they've gotten over like the mystique of the mask because i feel like i was okay with him and then he loses the mask and between this and the match i completely hate him now <laughs> he's terrible yeah. like, he like i just i was like who's this fucking maskless piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> this jamoke like complaining about nonsense and vampiro just like stares at him yeah a useless interview oh God. fucking dollar tree billy kidman out there oh, um, <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, th this interview did not do him any favors, and uh, we'll get no. to the match, which also did not do him any favors. But um, <laughs> uh, Fly opens with a slap, and uh, Star returns with a big chop. Uh, Fly then gets a boot in and, uh, and an elbow. Uh, Fly then tosses her across the ring and kicks her in the back, uh, whips her across, and uh, hits an absolutely terrible back elbow. And continues laying in strikes while uh, he has her down. Uh, Star then eventually reverses a whip and gets some big kicks in. Back up, Fly hits her with another big boot and some uh, and some more kicks and chokes. Um, this match is in absolute slow motion, and they are not at all on the same page uh, to, in the kind of opening stages. And that does not get better. Um, he then hits her with another big slap and a kick. Uh, he then hits a headbutt and goes for another overhand chop, uh, but Star is able to evade and eventually hit a springboard arm drag. Uh, follows that with a drop kick and a pinfall attempt, but only gets two more strikes from Star until uh, shit, I lost my place in my notes. Until Fly uh, hits another big slap uh, and another big boot. So if you can't tell, uh, he does the same moves over and over and over again. Um, mm -hmm. Fly then hits a Death Valley driver and a splash, but only gets two. Uh, Star is then able to duck a charge and dump Fly to the outside. Star then hits a big crossbody from the top to the outside. Uh, Star then hits another leaping arm drag from the apron. Uh, they, back in the ring, uh, hits another crossbody from the top. They then have a reversal exchange in the corner, which leads to Star hitting another leaping arm drag. Uh, so she's also hitting the exact same moves over and over again. Uh, Star then lays in some kicks while uh, while he's down and leg hits a leg drop, but only gets two on that as well. Uh, back up, Star hits an elbow and another big chop, uh, then hits a fisherman suplex, uh, but only gets a one count on that. Uh, back up again, Fly gets another big kick uh, at, at low and it ends up hitting a double uh, double clutch sit-up powerbomb, and that gets him the win. Um, I said this in the chat. But uh, I think this may very well be the worst match we've watched um, throughout the watching of this. They were not at all on the same page. They botched quite a few things. I, I just it, it just seemed like they were in slow motion in the beginning of this. Um, I, I'll go ahead and give my rating on this. This is a big old dudski for me. This is just not good at all, um, and it, it didn't make either of them look good in any way. So, um, Jake, what do you think of this match? Yeah, I, I would agree with you. It was pretty sucky. He needs to change his name to like instead of Superfly, it'd be like Super 
lame kicks, which should be his name because <laughs> that's all he did. Like, especially because they, they build it up like, oh, he's so pissed off about the mask. And he comes in and does, like, the lamest, like, Mm-hmm. 1973 heel offense like you've ever seen like the stupid slaps like are they supposed to be pissed off like one to beat her ass and he's just like moving in slow motion the whole time like it and anytime they try to do anything beyond that they just completely like botch it like you said like uh they do that dive to the outside that look absolutely terrible um and then why did he win like I, they try and like save her legs injure or whatever but like she's been built up as you know mm-hmm pretty well and then she lose to this fucking jamoke like i've like baffling booking too like i don't know what yeah. they're going for here yeah bad i'm with you logan died worthless match yeah it has no worth and it was just awful but uh jenny what do you think i mean as much as am i trying to be a mark for my girl sexy star uh, makes it fucking hard when she's in matches like this. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I, I thought y'all have... got the good matches. Uh, I mean, this is... <laughs> super butt. Why, why do you hate us, Logan? Blah, 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 blah. So, uh, anyway, um, it was bad. Y'all said it. And I hate that for her. She's better than this. They're both better than this. Like, what are we doing? Why is this a thing that uh, I agree? Uh, I just, he made it look like he was wrestling a girl. That's it. Like, he just made it look like it was work to, like, try to wrestle a woman. And it just, he did everything wrong. And it just didn't work on any (laughs) level. Uh, and and I, I'm not going to claim to be a professional wrestler. I've never wrestled a match no. in my life. But, like, you got to vary up the moves. He hit a big boot at least four times in the match. Yeah. And he almost <laughs> always followed it up with a slap. And then he almost always followed it with kicking her on the ground. Like, you know, I'm not saying do every move in the thing. I'm not saying that you can do all the flips and crazy stuff that some of these guys can do. But, like, just vary it up a little bit. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. Sexy Star, some blame can be laid on her as well. She did arm drag after arm drag after arm drag. She did. I mean, and and they were all jumping or leaping from something like the top rope or the apron or whatever. But, like, I, I... they didn't vary up anything and like nothing was crisp. And like I said, they were wrestling so slow. Uh, this, this match just did not hit at all. Like I said, I think it's probably the worst match we've seen uh, in all 33 episodes so far. It was, it was really bad. Mm. Uh, so, um, but yeah, we'll move on from that pile of crap interview and match <laughs> uh, to an awesome and sick uh, dubstep music. Yeah. Dubstep! Uh, oh my God. What are video- we doing? <laughs> Jenny, I, I have to ask you. I well, Logan, you're an expert in all things NXT too, but I legit thought this was the uh, Wes and Bud dubstep. Oh music. my god! I wonder if they, I wonder if this is like public domain, like, uh, it, it you know, like you just, yeah, like just if you just type in dubstep on like whatever free yeah. soundclips.com or something. I, I was so thrown off when this came up. I was like, me what too. Is going on I right was now? like, what is this shit right here? And it was like this <laughs> these psychedelic like and stuff and it was just oh my goodness unreal did i take acid all of a sudden Uh, that's honestly how i felt for a minute (laughs) but yeah we get a little drago hype uh video with some uh pretty sick dubstep music oh my god it's amazing there is that um uh, then the commentary lets us know that we're about to have a five-way um match for uh aztec medallion uh, and oh, Pentagon shit. is the first person that comes out. Uh, he actually yanks the mic away from uh, Melissa Santos, uh, and she kind of scurries away because she's afraid of him because <laughs> she tried to, or he had tried to break her arm previously. Um, he says he didn't simply want, or he doesn't simply want uh, one of the medallions to offer his master. He wants something more. He wants to destroy the person who took away his greatest sacrifice, and that is Vampiro. Uh, he invites Vampiro in for a fight. Uh, but Vampiro doesn't budge from the commentary table, so Pentagon goes out uh, out, out to him and grabs him, uh, which leads to Vampiro pushing him away a couple of times, uh, and the crowd is going crazy, cheering for Vampiro uh, and, and really hyping him up. Uh, 
but as this that kind of happens, they stare at each other uh, until Pentagon eventually backs away and just goes to the back. Um, so, uh, Jenny, what do you think of this little face-off between Vampiro and Pentagon? <laughs> what? What? Why? <laughs> Why? Why, who is putting Vamp into any kind of storyline? And why would you do that? And he's so, he is such a bad actor. He is so emo. It is ridiculous. Ah, no. Like, it takes me out of it. And I don't know. I, I did not like this at all. I got you. And, and it makes the medallions look kind of pointless, too. Like, it like. Pentagon kind of gives up his spot in the match and uh, kind of you know implies that it's not worth like him facing Vampiro is more worth that than having one of the medallions. So uh, not not really good storyline there. Um, but Jake, what do you think? Yeah, he's trying to like Jimmy said, he looks all emo and <laughs> he's trying to like emote, but he kind of just looks like a thumb. Like uh, <laughs> I don't know. A little bit, yeah. And and I don't get it. Like Pentagon is awesome, but they they're really not. I feel like they're not using him in their best stuff here. Like I feel like he could be doing a lot better than this. Like he's he's over. He's got a cool gimmick. He's awesome in the ring. Like I don't know. They just seem like they're spinning their wheels with him. Like I don't know if a Vampiro feud is where we need to be going with this. Like, and I guess to give them something. I mean, Vampiro is over with the crowd. I mean, the crowd is into this. So. I guess they got that, but yeah, I don't, I don't need Vampiro in the ring. No. Yeah, I mean, I, the crowd is obviously behind Vamp, like Jake just said, but um, I, I don't think this is where they needed to do this segment. Like, I, I don't think they needed to act like Pentagon's going to be in this match and then him just give up his spot because he wants to fight Vampiro. Like, I, I don't think they really executed that uh, the way that they probably should have. So, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Not, not a very good segment for sure. Um, but we will get the medallion match. It's now four way. It's going to be cage versus Marty, the moth versus Aerostar versus the Mac. Uh, Mac immediately charges a cage to get some revenge for him attacking him a few weeks ago while Marty puts his arm around Aerostar's shoulder. Uh, and they cut just kind of watch them beat each other up. Uh, arrow then finally, uh, turns on him and rolls him up uh, only to get two, uh, and then hits a hurricane Rana. A big boot and a German suplex by Cage on the Mac. But Mac actually no-sells the uh, German suplex and hits him with a big clothesline. Uh, Mac and Cage then continue battling around the outside with Mac slamming uh, Cage's face into the announce table. Uh, Back in the ring, uh, Marty finally gets a shot in on Aerostar uh, before hitting a big leaping dive out onto Cage and the Mac. I I thought that was crazy. I didn't expect Marty to go flying like that. Um, I guess he is the moth, so he should fly. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Aerostar then hits a triple jump springboard crossbody out onto everybody, uh, back in the ring, Arrow dives at, at Cage, uh, but Cage obviously catches him, uh, does some bicep curls with him before hitting a, uh, sack of shit slam to the outside onto the other two guys. Um, Cage then, uh, hits a deadlift apron suplex on Marty the Moth, uh, but only gets two. I thought that was really impressive because Marty's a pretty big dude. Uh, and Cage just picks him up with ease and just dumps him. So I thought that was really good. Um, Mac is then back in and hits the Shining Wizard and a zigzag on Cage. Um, Arrow then scores with a springboard drop kick and a springboard senton on the Mac. Mac then hits a Samoan drop and a standing moonsault. Uh, Marty is then back in and hits an elbow and a bicycle kick, but only gets two. Cage then back suplexes Arrow onto the uh, hardest part of the ring. Marty then shows uh, some athleticism, hitting a springboard arm drag and following that with a shotgun dropkick. Uh, Mac then catches Marty uh, with a toss-up uppercut, only to immediately get crushed by a discus clothesline by Cage. Cage then hits a torture rack suplex on Marty. Uh, Arrow then attempts to tilt a whirl, but Cage just kind of tosses him off like he's a piece of garbage. Uh, Arrow then evades a discus clothesline and hits two drop kicks before teaming up with Marty to hit another double drop kick, uh, both on Cage. Uh, they then go for a double clothesline, but Cage is able to break through and nail both of them with a clothesline. Uh, Mac then pulls Cage, uh, Cage out of the ring and slaps him before uh, Cage rams him into the post. 
Mac then reverses Kate reverses cage and hits a T-bone suplex onto the hardest part of the ring and then hits a frog splash to the floor, which is an absolutely sick spot. Um, and then Marty climbs to the top rope, but gets cut off by Aerostar. Aerostar then tight ropes across the ring uh, and Hurricane Ronis is Hurricane Ronis him off the top rope and hits his signature free fall splash for the win. So Aerostar gets the third Aztec medallion. So uh, Jake, what'd you think of this uh, medallion match? Yeah, another random win. Like uh, Aerostar was not the person I thought uh, mm-hmm. that was going to win this. It's weird. Like it seems like Cage is getting a little like forgotten in this. Like he was yep. the main event guy, and he's awesome. He's sick in this match again, but he yeah. seems a little bit lost in the shuffle right now. Um, <laughs> every time you say his name, I want to laugh. Marty the Moth. <laughs> but they are starting to present him like he's an actual wrestler, like uh, you know, not like a complete joke character. Like he's still got the kind of goofy stuff in the ring, but he's actually like doing moves and is not presented as just a complete idiot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was just like a full on like um, like spot fest, uh, crazy multi man match, and it was very entertaining. Like I thought it was fast paced. They moved from spot to spot. Well, I too like the uh, the Mac Frog Splash. I thought was awesome. Uh, I liked Aerostar's ridiculous, unnecessary running across the middle rope just to like jump and do a, a run like for absolutely no reason. Uh, but yeah, so I went three on it. This was, of course, the match with Striker. See, the bipolarity of the match, the ebbs and flows, guys. Of uh, I think you made that word up. <laughs> three stars, real fun, just a little bit. The I guess we'll see where they're going with the medallions, but. It's starting to seem like it's maybe not for always the top tier guys because why would you give it to Aerostar over? I would say even Mac would have been a better choice than Aerostar mm-hmm. at this point, maybe. Or like seems like a bigger name. It's kind of a random result. Yeah, I, I guess the thing that I, I could see is he, he's been pretty consistent and he's been involved mm-hmm. in a lot of stuff. Uh, though he hasn't come out on top a lot, uh, he has been a pretty consistent uh, force, and he's is usually delivered. So um, maybe that's kind of where they're coming from. Give him a you know, you know, it, just give him an opportunity to uh, show out in this uh, match that they'll probably have at Ultima Lucha. A participation so, uh, medallion. Yeah, 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 something like that. <laughs> Um, Jenny, what do you think? Of this? Wow. All right. I too am bipolar after that match. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry. Uh, I was before, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really good to see Mac and Cage again. I love them. We don't get to see them that much, uh, to Jake's point. And Cage seems very lost in the shuffle there. And I hate to see that because he is a superhero. Um, He's like Wolverine on that ass. And he destroys everyone uh, in the ring at all times. Like, he's great in this. Also, I thought Mac was great. And I'd love to see more of him. Um, uh, Cool Aerostar stuff. Cool Cage stuff. Like, but what are we doing with Marty the Moth? Fuck him. Fuck his gimmick. <laughs> fuck everything about him. I don't want it. I thought it was a detriment to the match. Like it actively hurt the match. All the Marty the Moth stuff. I don't give him any credit. He had like maybe one accidentally cool spot, but that's it. Like I'm, I'm no more credit. Um, surprising win. I did not expect that finish. I, I definitely wanted Cage to win. What are we doing? Like, what the fuck? Um, so, uh, two, three, two and three quarter stars. Oh my goodness! Yep. <laughs> Ma- Ma- Marty Cage refused when the when the medallions were made of meat. Cage said he didn't yeah, want. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> my man needs a medallion. <laughs> Marty the Moth, I award you no points, and may God have mercy fuck on you. <laughs> Great value, Coca Cabana, Marty the Moth. Oh my goodness! Oh man, uh, I, I hate that you don't like uh, Marty the Moth because, uh, uh, like, like I've said in the past, he is—he's uh, not going anywhere. So, damn it! Um, I'm sorry, um, but I, I actually really love this match. I'm—I'm going to go three and a half on it. I, I thought it was oh my real, God. I thought it was really well done. Um, a ton of cool spots. 
Um, I, I thought everybody really busted their ass uh, in this one. I thought Cage, despite not winning, uh, really, really uh, showed out, uh, really did some awesome stuff. Uh, Mac as well. Um, I'll, I'll just say I think the Mac and Cage kind of took each other out of the match to be in the mm-hmm. position to win. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. that was on purpose, wink, wink. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I thought those two guys really, really showed out. And Star did as well. And I thought, you know, like Jake said, Marty the Mossman kind of presented as a joke so far. I think he actually busted out some cool stuff in this one and, and showed that he could be uh, a serious wrestler and have some of these matches or some of these good matches with these guys. So I, I really enjoyed this one, thought it was great. Um, and I, I really, I really think we needed this one after, after the previous match, cause it, it really, uh, got me in the mood to watch some more. So, um, de- definitely, definitely a good, good match for, for me, at least. Big um, moth man. Though. It's a big moth. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big moth guy. Uh, All right, well, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, but, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll go to the back. Uh, We have uh, team dysfunction training. Um, They, of course, bicker at each other after, uh, I think, uh, Havoc hits Ivelisse with an errant punch because she didn't put her her glove up to kind of block. But we get Katrina emerging, uh, says gods gods cannot help them because sooner or later, death will come for all three of them. Uh, and there's nothing they can do about it while, like, seductively almost kissing uh, Ivelisse, mm. which I know uh, Sean was a big fan of. Mm. Um, she then summons the Putty Men, a.k.a. the Disciples of Death, uh, and they leave the trio's champs laying as Mill joins them, and he and Katrina walk out hand in hand. Uh, so, Jenny, what did you think of this little training session and the uh, Disciples of Death kind of taking them out? Damn, this was hot as fuck. Like, yeah. All of that, yeah. They even have like cool, like CGI effects with the putty man and the lightning, and like, <laughs> oh my god, that was so cool. And Katrina was so hot, like, super hot. And then I love Mill, <laughs> like, ah, I was marking out, I was marking out <laughs> this whole time, like, that this was saved the episode for me. It was so awesome, I loved it. Yeah, I, I love that the uh, the rock seemingly has uh, uh, lightning summoning yes. powers uh, now, uh, and can summon human beings. Uh, it was like Ghostbusters. I know it was it was unreal, super cool. Um, but Jake, what did you think? Yeah, dropping the like smoke bomb and the uh, <laughs> the, the, the Dodd come out, disciples of death, <laughs> the demons. Uh, I like too that this started off with just like typical team dysfunction, like bickering with each other about like right. the exercising form, and then three seconds later we got like demons coming out of the like magic <laughs> dust. Like what a turn! Like them, like uh, and Helico be like, guys, if we don't get along, <laughs> and then next thing you know, we have putty men showing up and like seductive licking. It's uh, this is a journey. Oh. I enjoy it. Yeah. No, no. I think if she had actually licked uh, Ivelisse, Sean would have officially uh, just croaked over and died from a heart attack. Same. But, uh, also, same. You would have yes. fretted him for. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But they teased us with the lick, but uh, it, was so it, it hot. Didn't, didn't quite happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, unreal stuff, and uh, c- continues to show us uh, the power that Katrina has uh, in those backstage segments. So. Um, really good stuff. But we'll move on to our main event. That's going to be Drago versus Mil Muertes for the number one contendership at Ultima Lucha. Um, Drago comes out first. Uh, and before Mil can come out, Hernandez actually comes out and beats up Drago and whips him with his belt and really lays into him uh, before the match. So Drago's coming in kind of hurt. Uh, the ref asks if uh, Drago uh, still wants to compete. And of course he says yes. And then Mill comes out looking as badass as always. Uh, Mill immediately overpowers him and tosses him into the corner and hits uh, three big shoulders into the gut. Drago then evades a charge and goes for a a suplex, but Mill gets out out of it with some big elbows. Mill then goes for suplexes of his own, uh, but Drago continually fights it off uh, before hitting slice bread number two. Uh, Mill then sits up and uh, Drago continues uh, to kick but has no effect. Charges uh, after him, but uh, gets belly to belly to cross the ring. 
Mill then hits a big clothesline and stomps and chokes Drago. More clubbing blows in the corner by Mill. Uh, Drago then slips out of a gorilla press and gets a few shots in before Mill again cuts him off, this time with a big boot and a spear. Uh, Mill then gets him back up and hits a DDT, uh, knees him uh, to the to the spine multiple times to continue wearing him down. Uh, back up gives him a big chop that kind of reverberates throughout the temple. Uh, Drago is then able to score with a kick and knocks Mill to the outside, uh, where he uh, actually hits a big top rope dive to the outside as well. Uh, back up, Mill throws Drago into the posts and then into the chairs in the crowd and then beats him with one of the chairs. Uh, when Drago gets back up, Mill uh, then spears him into the barricade. They they then both randomly go back into the ring, only to go right back out because the the temple wants him to power bomb him on the announce table for some reason. So <laughs> Mill then obliges and power bombs him on the announce table. Drago then evades the charge in the corner and hits a springboard tornado DDT. Uh, goes for another one of his unique pin attempts, but Mill is too powerful and breaks out. Uh, Mill then hits the flatliner, but this time he actually wraps Drago's arm around his neck, and that actually gets him the win. And then Katrina, uh, after the match, obviously gives Drago the lick of death. And then Puma and Conan emerge at the top of the steps for a face-off of our title match for Ultima Lucha. So, uh, Jake, what do you think of this uh, main event here? Man, what a beatdown. Uh Yes, Drago sir. did not need to be worn out before the match because <laughs> what he had in store. <laughs> I will say, I know Hernandez, we've kind of been mad on him, but uh, I did think it was a good beating. Like, those yeah. are pretty sick belt shots. Um, Drago, I think, is probably happy he had his little suit of armor deal on at that point. His <laughs> his uh, dragon armor, whatever the hell his you wings. would call it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, just a total annihilation. Um, I'm not like the surely not the comics fan of many of us but uh he had like juggernaut energy in this he was just wearing his ass out like the press slam the spear i was just like damn um i do think it made the match have a bit of a ceiling just because when it's so one-sided like i thought the hope spot at the end was pretty good but just when it's i mean it's like a killer beatdown. but as a like i went three on it um because you know you can only get so much of a like great match out of something that's such a beating but as a beating it was excellent like um like leaving this match i was like as we get to the you know how we end the show i think mill's got to be the one to take the title i think it would be a good change of pace like Mm -hmm. to have like a dominant heel like i think the puma thing has kind of run its course um i i feel like he's got all the momentum right now he's the guy i want to see dethrone puma and i think it would help puma too because i think he kind of needs a refresh but i mean mill is just like whipping ass right now he looks unstoppable he's got the putty men he's got the woman (laughs) give him the belt and let him like see like let's see if anybody can knock him off but uh he was awesome in this like i said maybe not a classic match just because it's so one-sided but he looked fantastic 100 percent um jenny what do you think all right, so I did three and a quarter on it. So Drago looks cool as fuck, like his whole look, his whole outfit and shit. Mm-hmm. And I, he did take that beating, unfortunately, by Hernandez, which I hated. But anyway, I'm will, willing to overlook it because I love Mill so much. And then Mill is just devastating in this match. <laughs> yeah. The chairs spot, it just throws his ass into the whole row of chairs. Just like twice mm-hmm. um, fucking spears him into the chairs. Like that shit was so cool. Um, Mill is so hot. He wrestles like with like so much power. And like, oh, he just, everything he does just feels so rough. I don't know. It's just hot. <laughs> All of it is hot. It really is. Um, <laughs> all that one. Um, but uh, I mean, Drago looks all right. I mean, he gets like one sick DDT in there, um, but otherwise, he gets his ass handed to him. <laughs> no lie. And then, you know, the flatliner wins it. And I, I love this. Agree with everything Jake said about. Uh, Mill as the new champ. Give me Mill. Give me the belt. I need to see it. Him versus Puma. 
I mean, give him the belt, give you the belt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so you, should, good. You, you should you you should have played it. It's getting hot in here, uh, Jake. And instead of, the, instead of that song, um, I was uh, going off of our uh, opening. Match, no, I got you. I got you. The Arn Man. The Arn Man. <laughs> I got you. Uh, no, but I, I agree with everything else said on this one. I would go three like Jake as well. Um, Mill look absolutely killer in this. Uh, Drago. Uh, is really good at taking uh, a beating like this. I, I think he's a good person to put in the spot um, to make mm-hmm. Mill, Mill look even more killer than he already he already probably was in most people's eyes. But yeah, he 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 definitely is building a lot of momentum. He he has his uh, he has his guys, the Putty Men, the Disciples of Death, whatever you want to call them. Um, but he has his group. He has his woman. Um, he, he's he's on a mission, and I, I think, like y'all said, he definitely needs to be the guy that uh, kind of ends the reign of Puma, and Puma kind of needs a reset uh, to, you know, just do something else, uh, kind of reestablish himself, um, uh, and, and all that good stuff. So uh, I, I definitely agree with most, if not all, of what y'all said for sure. So uh, really good stuff. Really way, good way to end the uh, episode and uh, a good title match to look forward to at Ultima Lucha uh, for sure. So, um, but uh, Jenny, I'll stick with you. What'd you think of this episode as a whole? What would you give it out of 10? Now it, <laughs> it definitely ended um, on a high note, but you know, there were some ups and downs. Ah. <laughs> um, uh, it's like, mm, yeah, it it was bipolar. It was a very bipolar episode. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a five out of ten. The bipolarity is insane. The bipolarity was there. <laughs> five out of ten. It might be a disservice, but I don't know. It's fine. No, it, it had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. So right. I, it definitely definitely makes sense. Um, but Jake, what do you think? I want to six on it. Yeah, the that first match really sucked, but I think they moved some storylines, and our at least the majority of our matches on this were were good. And uh, I I thought it was like a tier below when we started getting into the the good and really good episodes. It wasn't like bad, but it was kind of more of a kind of hold and serve a bit. Um, one thing, okay, am I missing? But do we have like no Dario on either of these? None, none. No, no. We only no had Dario. Two, we only had two so yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't I have mean, the one was like anymore. really hot though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we had dubstep and hotness. So oh my god, that was so good. Oh my god, no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would. <laughs> I, I would go six as well because I really like the second two matches, but uh, of course that first match was uh, all time bad. I, I would say so. Um, but yeah, really strong close, uh, and I thought I thought that middle match was really good. So. Um, six out of ten for sure. Um, but we'll move on to some awards real quick. Um, match of the night, Jake. What would you give that to? Oh, night long. Even though it was not as <laughs> yeah. high as everyone else, but it was still the best match. Again, not definitely yeah. not a bad match. I got you, uh, Jenny. What would you go with? Yeah, I gotta go with all night long. Uh, I'm gonna go with the medallion match. Actually, <laughs> I really like that oh my one God, a, really? a lot. So. Um, I, I'm gonna give it. Let me give it to that. Um, Logan was drawn of, to it like a moth to a light. Yeah, I was. Oh, my lord. Uh, to the flame, How yeah. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, moment of the night, Jenny. What would you give that? Uh, it's got to go to the tables. Uh, the four tables stacked up spot. The, the spear through it. Yeah, spear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, what would you go with? Uh, yep, the table spot. But if you're Sean, I think we know what's going on in the work folder. That's his best moment. Well, well, that's also a good one. Yeah, well, that could be that could be the next award as well. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the spear, the spear off the stage through the tables was uh, definitely the best spot, best moment. So, um, cinematic scene. Um, as much as I want to go with the dubstep, I'm going to go with the uh, seduction yeah. of uh, Evilise by uh, Katrina. So, um, Jenny, is that what you would go with as well? Yes, hard same. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, hard for sure. Um, <laughs> Jake, what about you? Oh, I gotta go with the Superfly interview. No, it's the the magic, <laughs> the ma- the magic rock and the putty moon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, and uh, Jake, who would be your top three in your MVP? Top three, I'm gonna go MVP. I think I gotta go Mill, just because he seems <laughs> like the most over and best right now. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> um, I'll give it to Mundo and Puma. I'll, I'll put them in there too for their um, for how much work they put in the all night long. Gotcha. Uh, Channing, what about you? I gotta say, I think it's the exact same. Uh, Mill as the MVP, as he will be forever. And then Puma and Mundo, they did the best. I mean, they they did it for no bipolarity quote, in our picks for quote unquote sixty minutes because that time a timekeeper really wasn't up to mm-hmm. snuff. I don't think really. <laughs> um, yeah, they they conveniently didn't have the clock. On yeah, there, so they like they very, yeah. Very, <laughs> selectively showed the clock yes it, it was randomly 13 minutes and 10 minutes yes. passed by and there yes, were still it was. five minutes uh-huh. <laughs> we all did the uh, math and we just let it go right yeah it 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 worked out it was a good match uh-huh. so um but yeah i would have the exact same three you know puma and mundo put in some really good work on that match but uh mill was the was the star of the night for sure uh, and definitely the mvp so i definitely agree with all, both of y'all uh, and that's the three for sure. Um, but we'll move on to plugs. Uh, Jenny, what you got tonight? So on Wednesdays on the North South connection, you can find one of my shows. Um, uh, we have a GC dub, a game changing podcast, and we also have talking docs. And we also have a new episode of talking pop coming very soon. So uh, listen out for that. Follow me across all the socials at Jenny Position. All right. Uh, Jake, what about you? Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast right here in the North-South. Basically every other Tuesday uh, with maybe a few off. Uh, We also have YouTube Roulette on the Place to Be Nation Wrestling feed where we watch random matches. And we do Highway to the Impact Zone um, where we are going through TNA. We're almost through 06 we got Kurt Angle. We got, uh, well, who else we got? We got the Voodoo Kim Mafia. <laughs> all the greats. We got Sting as world champion. So, uh, we, we've got it all. Um, but yeah, y'all pretty much, uh, uh, hyped everything that I'm on. Uh, I, the only other thing that I could really think of is, uh, who's next? That's the NXT pod. Me and Andy just recorded the next episode of that, uh, last night. Um, uh, we're talking about current day NXT. Um, we, we talked about Vengeance Day, uh, the PLE that happened just a few weeks ago. Um, we're really excited to talk about that one. Um, but yeah, that just covers current day NXT. Um, really excited to talk about that with uh, Andy every few, four or five weeks. So um, definitely check that out. Uh, and check out everything else. Do it. Did you say something? No, no. Four to five weeks. Oh, it it, it could be more, but uh, it's supposed to be four to five weeks. Um, But yeah. (laughs) Your laugh confused me, Jake. I'm sorry. Um, But yeah, just check everything out that everybody talked about. And uh, thank you for joining us as always. And we will see you next time we enter the temple. Come on and sing along all night long, all night, all night long, all night, all night long, all night, all night long. People dancing all in the street, see the rhythm all in Let the music play on, play on, play on. Feel it in your heart and feel it in your soul. Let the music take control. We're going party, climbing, fiesta, forever. Come on and sing my song.